The Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. Thanks to Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Contact our rural sales advisors today. Colliersrural.co.nz. It's business time. Business with Phil O'Reilly, Managing Director of Iron Duke Partners on the show on a Wednesday morning. Morning, Phil. Morning, Brian. How are you going? Well, good, mate. You all right in Wellington? Going good. It's a nice, beautiful day here. Beautiful morning. Pretty cool coming into winter. Yep. But, uh, not too bad. Looking forward to a busy day ahead. Fantastic. Right. There's a couple of things to cover off today. Firstly, building consents are continuing to fall. I thought we needed more houses, not less. What's the story here? Yeah, but what the story there is, is it's an interesting thing that, that building contents are actually a lagging indicator of uh, of economic decline. What happens is that at the start of a recession or the start of tough economic times, you've still got lots of building consents in the in the pipeline, if you like, and finances arranged and all the rest. It's only during the time when the economy is turning down that you're seeing those building consents fall over because finance is no longer available, no one really wants to buy the houses and so on. So what you're seeing now is the impact of that. It's generally a late-stage thing, so does indicate that the economy may well be towards the bottom. Uh, and so it's really just a case of, of seeing it through. But what it'll mean is the economy hopefully starts to turn up in the next, say, six to 12 months. You'll start to now then see an, another big rush of builders trying to get into consent. So this is an indicator, hopefully, of the latest stages of a recession or the latest stages of an economic downturn because building consents generally are. Because we need more houses, don't we? Well, well we do. And, and, and the problem is right now, You've already seen this. Less people are buying them because they don't have the money and, they, and, they, and the interest rates are high and so on. So we all want houses, but actually it still requires someone to, to pay to build them and then pay to buy them. And that's what's not happening in the economy right now. And so everybody's sort of waiting on their hands. And as a result, you're, you're just seeing those building consents go down. As I say, hopefully they'll, they'll pick up. It's for those things that you that you hope will still be, um, will be, will be yeah. going better and safer for months from time from now. Absolutely. The budget uh, a week or two back, it increased taxes on family trust. And we're told that this will mainly affect rich people, but, but some are disputing that. What does it all mean? I mean, who is yeah. really affected? This is quite a technical matter of the budget, but I thought I'd raise it for your listeners because a lot of them will actually have trusts. Of course, a lot of the listeners out there will have family trusts of one sort of I've certainly got one. And they're there for a variety of reasons. And it's not just all rich people that have got them. I'm certainly hardly rich, and, and most of the people that have them don't aren't rich. It's like saying only rich people play golf. I see some people say that from time to time. Like, you go to the average country golf course on a Saturday, not, not rich people playing golf there. So yeah. what you've got here is, is a lot of New Zealanders use these trusts as ways of, sort of parking assets often uh, to, to separate them out in case someone dies and you know the kids get the asset too early or something. It's another way of controlling uh, the asset base so that you've got a different decision to make if, if some bad life event happens. Now yeah. They're very popular, but the government uh, two or three years ago said, we're not sure about these trusts. So they put a whole bunch of compliance around the trust. You had to do a bunch more work around telling IRD what it was about and so on, who was the beneficiary and so on. And the and, and the complaint from the accountants' associations, and I think it's a fair, fair complaint, is the government started getting all that data but didn't wait for it. They just changed the, the, the tax rate anyway. And that's really poor public policy. You should, you're going to say we want a whole bunch more data about these trusts should wait for it to become clear before you make a decision about them and and the government didn't so what it really was was it just smacked of a bit of a tax grab and a bit of a soak the rich kind of thing and i think we'll see a bit more of that from this government over the next few months it's really poor policy even if you think that the trust tax rate should be the same as the top personal rate which many people do but you shouldn't do that without proper research and really the government hadn't done that and i see the, the accountants complaining about that so we can i agree with that complaint mm. 
And the government, talking about the government, they announced a few days ago that if uh, they're, they're re-elected, uh, they'll continue support of the apprenticeship training schema. Is that good news for business in reality yeah, or just this, politics? This a, yeah, this is, a good, this is a good thing for business, this. Uh, it, it, they actually re-announced it, I must say. That's sort of a bit bereft of ideas at the moment at the government. Um, they, they, announced, they announced an extension of the scheme in the budget. Then they announced a further extension two weeks later at the conference, as if they didn't know that already. You know what I mean, it's all a bit political. But this particular thing is a very good scheme, and I supported it at the time. It came out of it came out of uh, that lift maligned institution, Tipu Kenga. Uh, even the institutions that are, that are failing uh, come up with good ideas from time to time, and it was well supported by both the business community and the unions. What it does is it recognises the role that an employer has in training an apprentice, and actually pays the employer a little bit of dough, not a lot a little bit of dough to recognise that and to assist the employer with their direct costs of training. And it's been very popular. It's been really a well-supported scheme by the employers led to more apprentices. So it's a good idea the government's going to try and make it permanent. They should have done that a while ago, but you know, good for them for doing it now. And it just shows that in the heat of election, uh, parties can come up with good ideas. And, and you know, credit where credit's due. I'm going to diss them for the trust tax thing. I think that's a silly policy, but I'm going to support them on this one because you know I think it's a good idea and I think it'll help more people become apprentices, certainly as the economy turns up uh, and uh, people are out there potentially not wanting jobs, but uh, eventually not wanting training or wanting to move into jobs as the economy picks up, this will be a good reason for an employer to really focus on apprenticeship. So good good news here. Yeah, the uh, motor trade industry actually came out and, and were very positive on it too, which was great to hear. That's right, exactly. And for that reason, you know, it's, it's a recognition of the role that employers have in training and, and it's been, there's never been a recognition of that in New Zealand and... Uh, yeah. And the desired impact, it, it, you know, on the margins of got employers to employ apprentices, good thing. Every now and again, the government do come up with good ideas. Just every oh, yeah, now and again. Right. It's, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm an equal opportunity cynic, mate. I'm cynical about both sides. So um, in, this, in this occasion, they come up with a good one. Good on you, Phil. Nice to catch up, mate. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, Brian. Cheers. Bye. Phil O'Reilly uh, joining us on the show this morning, Managing Director of uh, Iron Duke Park. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems. Or a but. I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.